what is a vulnerable narcissist? Maybe you've encountered someone who appears to be vulnerable. And you're like, this seems like a great thing, but it still seems to possess narcissistic traits. You're like, this doesn't feel right. Maybe you're curious about the dynamic of the vulnerable narcissist and how to identify them. Well, we're going to step into the world of vulnerable narcissists, try to uncover some of the hidden attributes, learn some of the strategies of dealing with those types of narcissists. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm a person who has done a lot of these things that we talk about here and try to give personal examples of sharing my story and how I actually see these things now and how I've been working on changing, developing, and also helping people break free from the toxicity that they're in. This whole aspect of narcissistic abuse is real and is dangerous and it destroys lives. It destroyed multiple lives, careers, relationships in the past because of how I've acted, because of how I've shown up. So when we talk about this aspect of a vulnerable narcissist, it's hard for people sometimes to be able to spot them. It's hard for people to sometimes be able to see what's actually going on. What I want to show and highlight you today is vulnerable narcissists is the same as all the other narcissists. There's just different nuances. Same thing with a covert, same thing with a communal, same thing with different types of narcissists that are out there. A lot of the attributes are very, very similar. So you might hear a couple of things that resonate and you might hear a couple of things that are like, okay, yeah, that's my narcissist. But when we talk about it, I want you to try to pick up on the small nuances. And let me know in the comments below if you have more questions about it or if there's different pieces you're like, hey, that matches up, that doesn't. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So when we talk about this aspect of vulnerable narcissists, we need to be able to define it. It defines very similarly to narcissism as a whole because it is a subset of narcissism. It's not a brand new piece or anything like that. Inside the DSM-5, you've got four different aspects that are under your cluster B. You have antisocial, histrionic, borderline, and narcissistic personality disorder. There's not subsets inside of the DSM-5. It's not a thing that's official. It's not a thing that someone has scripted out and said, hey, this is all it is. A lot of it has been conjecture from other people that have been in the field, that have studied it, that have written books on different pieces about different aspects of the subtypes. But all that to say, there's not an official DSM-5 ruling on there being a vulnerable narcissist, okay? So with vulnerable narcissists, you have it as being a subcategory of narcissistic abuse, okay? And with this, oftentimes it looks as like a fragile or like insecure demeanor. Now, this could be fragile in the aspect of like ego of like, don't hurt me, like there's a victim piece, or it could be like insecure of the not confident about who they actually are. But there's other things underneath the surface. So it's different than your grandiose or your overt narcissist. The vulnerable is going to have this sense of entitlement, but it's going to mask it. It's going to hide it a lot differently. Instead of just being like, oh, I'm entitled to you, it's going to be much more of a subtle aspect behind a piece of helplessness or oftentimes victimhood. Okay, so for a vulnerable narcissist, you're going to see more aspects of like, I'm the victim. Like you need to help me. You need to serve me. Even in this, with entitlement, superiority, there's still a piece that's underneath 
the helplessness, the victimhood, or even like self-pity of like, I want this. Just a couple, couple, couple days ago, I went through something and wife was like, it's okay, you got it. And I'm like, aren't you going to give me a little bit of self-pity in the moment? She was like, no. He's like, maybe the old me would have, but the new me doesn't. Like, I'm not going to give you that space. And I'm like, crap. You know, but that's like the idea of like, okay, I want to be the victim. I want to look like, oh, like, hey, I need pity because I'm going through this or because I'm struggling with this. Okay. This idea of pity attached with entitlement is like, I'm entitled to your pity. I'm entitled to something that I need from you. You see how that works? Okay. The combination of like vulnerability and narcissistic tendencies creates this unique challenge of like, how do you actually figure them out? How do you actually find them? How do you actually identify that this person is a narcissist or that this person has these traits or these tendencies? Think of it this way, like think of it of having, uh, you might work with a coworker who constantly seeks sympathy, okay? Constantly is seeking that validation or that attention for their personal struggles, like the things that they're going through. And oftentimes they'll start to give this flavor of like, I'm the victim here. I'm the victim in this situation. I'm the victim in this situation. And over and over, you start to realize like, hey, you're the victim in like everything that's going on versus them actually taking back their power, growing, changing, developing. And so in this aspect, they're using vulnerability to manipulate, to try to manipulate your emotions, to try to manipulate you to give them special treatment or unwarranted support. All the time concealing underlying narcissistic traits of like, I'm entitled to you. This is what I want. This is what I need but I'm a victim. How many of you with the narcissist that has been in your life have seen that person show up as a victim? Like, I'm a victim, don't leave me. Like, I'm a victim, please help me. Like, I'm a victim of your abuse and it gets turned all back around. Okay, when we talk about narcissistic abuse, when we talk about the vulnerable narcissist and attributes that are actually going on there, there's a couple of distinct differences. We kind of touched on a little bit with like victim and like self-pity. So hopefully those ring a bell as well. But there's also different piece, pieces that differentiate them from different subtypes. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay. Now, we talk about often explaining excessive self-absorption, a constant need for validation, admiration, a lack of empathy, a tendency to exploit others and exploit others' sympathy. All of those can be a little bit of like both. You're like, that sounds a lot just like a regular narcissist, 100%. But then the manipulation tactics involves moving to the next section. Okay. This could be like guilt tripping you, making you feel bad for something that they did making you feel bad for something you did of like, how could you do this to me? Again, it comes back to playing the victim, acting like it is not their fault, but they are a victim of their circumstances. You will see this play out in many ways in many roles, even in the aspect of cheating. I'm a victim to my own cheating because of a sex addiction. I'm a victim to my own cheating because you didn't give me the sex I wanted. So I couldn't help myself. I just had to do it. So there's, there's so many levels to this that a lot of times narcissists will try to manipulate and confuse the situation by playing as a victim, by guilt tripping you for something that they did. 
or something that you did that automatically caused them to be abusive. It has to go back onto always being someone else's fault. Now, this could even get to the place of like using you almost like as a mother figure of like getting an emotional caretaker. Okay, like let me have people around me that's going to take care of me because I'm entitled to that. I expect that attention. I expect that validation. But it's hard because people normally don't look at this and being like, oh, that's narcissistic, right? Like they look at it and be like, well, he's not the abusive asshole in the middle of the room yelling and screaming at everybody. So he must not be a narcissist. And at the end of the day, they come in all shapes and sizes, all different attributes. Think of a friend who's all who's seeking validation and attention by not just like, oh, look at me, but by recounting all of the emotional struggles, like all of the things in their life, victimhood, right? All of the things in their life. And it makes it challenging for others to be able to address their own needs. Like you might come to the table with a friend. And you're like, hey, I'm really struggling with it, with something. And they're like, oh yeah, I know I'm struggling so bad. Like you should hear this, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden all they're doing is talking about themselves. You're like, I came with the problem. I normally don't come with the problem, but now when I have a problem, no one seems to listen. Okay, manipulating conversations to revolve around the narcissist, to revolve around their own feelings, their own needs, and subtly still keeping the focus on themselves. How many of you can attest to this? Of like, you're in a conversation with the narcissist and it seems like they just take over. Like you come to the table being like, hey, I'm really, really insecure about this right now. And all of a sudden you find out five minutes later that they're insecure about that same thing. And you're like, well, you know, mine wasn't that big of a deal. Let me help you with yours. That is the manipulation piece that the narcissist loves because then they're like, you're still paying attention. You're still giving me attention. So how do we actually identify one? Identifying a, a, a vulnerable narcissist can just really trick you a lot of times. Manipulative tactics oftentimes go unnoticed because they're just looked at as genuine vulnerability. So like, it's not a bad thing that someone's opening up. So when we're looking at this, there's a couple of key things you need to be looking at. One is the excessive need for attention. Like it's not going to be, oh, I just need attention. It's excessive. You see this constantly and you see a repeated pattern of it. Okay. A pattern of the attention and then a pattern of playing the victim. Like it's always not their fault. It's always someone else. It's always some other thing. It's always because of, it's never them. This is the avoidance of accountability. So you're looking for, do they actually hold themselves accountable? Like, are they looking, just showing up every day as a pattern of being a victim? Do they have a excessive need of looking for attention? And also on top of that, the idea of trying to exploit other people for their sympathy. Exploit your sympathy for personal gain. What can I actually do that gets me what I want? Okay, recognizing these red flags can help you establish better boundaries. So like, this is what I need to do. I need to set up this boundary here because otherwise this person is going to continue to manipulate me. Okay, think of it this way. Maybe your partner frequently seeks reassurance, demands constant attention or emotional support and displays themselves as being misunderstood or mistreated by others. This might be one of the people that can't hold a job because they're always a victim of the job. Like they're always looking for a handout from you because they're like, hey, I can't make this work. I can't figure this out. They're using vulnerabilities to provoke sympathy and maintain control at the same time. This still creates an imbalance of power. This still is like I'm still more powerful than you because I'm controlling you by leveraging your sympathy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So what do we actually do? How do we start dealing with a vulnerable narcissist? One of the first and foremost things that applies to all of them, but especially in this case, is having clear boundaries. Clear boundaries, you actually know where you are, where you're going, what's right, what's wrong. Because if you don't do this, it'll erode your sense of self. Because having a strong sense of self in this type of relationship keeps you from getting stuck in the manipulation. Because you're like, hey, you're playing as a victim, that's your choice. You can decide to be a victim or you can decide to grow. You can decide to actually own up and be accountable for this, or you can decide to stay a victim. Either way. But it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change your growth. It doesn't change your healing. Being able to say like, hey, like I have to set a limit on how much support I provide. Like that sounds mean. Like why would you do that? Well, because otherwise a toxic person will suck you dry. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, all of the things just suck you dry. This comes where you have to stay really clear and true of your values, your needs, and practice self-care. Of actually saying, hey, I'm actually valuing myself over valuing this other person. I had this the other night when we were talking about this, talking about value between two people. Like, do you value yourself or do you value someone else? And at the end of the day, I phrased it in like a coaching call of like saying like, hey, you're not saying no to the other person because you hate them or because you don't value them. What you're doing is you're saying yes to yourself because you value you and your kids. This is the process that we need to do to help you to stay safe. If you're at the point where you feel like you're dealing with a narcissist, you're not sure what to do. You're not sure how to heal. Click on the link in the bio to be able to help you move forward or go to www.rawmotivations.com. We'd love to be able to help you move forward in your healing, in your growth, in your development. If you haven't already, hit subscribe, like, rate, or review. Share it with someone because you never know who might be dealing with vulnerable narcissists. You just haven't heard about it yet.